You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. That you're not quite at a place where you're super comfortable with whether it's asking questions or transitioning into a live <laughs> if, if Jim If Jim's not there running the show. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Not Jim Rutledge. Or Matt. Or Matt Hamilton. <laughs> I'm not in the middle of the desert, mm. Jim, like Jim Rutledge. And I'm not in Oklahoma City. No. Oh, wait. You're not modeling. Yeah, I'm not modeling. I was trying to be discreet yeah. about where Jim Rutledge yeah. is, was. I don't even know where he, at, where he is. Oklahoma. Yeah. But we learned that Matt Hamilton is modeling. Bad model. Horrendous. Bad Horrendous? Model. Did you see the photo on his Instagram? I must have missed that. I, did he did he not look good in it? I don't understand. Colin Russo <laughs> behind the glass. Go to at Ham's Curl on Instagram. Okay, I'll take a look. You will see six legs spread wide open, wearing golf apparel. Bad shot. The way to intro the way you intro that was crazy. I don't know what it's to a expect. bad shot. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh I don't know if we consider Matt Hamilton a model. Yeah, he's not a model. Did we ask that question on our poll? <laughs> you want to leave with that? Is Matt Hamilton a model? Yeah, on the Iron Jack poll. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of this. How did this, what was this conversation Horrible before pose. you took this picture? Yeah. Let's all stand and spread our legs. <laughs> well, but let's like X the legs, you know? They're like yeah. in front of each other like that. Bad. Who decides who's in the middle? Well, he probably I would assume Matt him. did because <laughs> Matt... <laughs> Who know. decides who's in the middle? That's a big spot. He's I'm in not front. getting in the middle. A Matt sandwich. Not get in the middle? I'm not getting in the middle. You don't want to be in the middle? No. Nah. You don't nah. want to be the two legs in the middle spread? No. Nah. You want to be in the, the you want to be behind all. Matt? No. I'm not in the picture at all. Oh, you're not in the picture at all. I'm not in the picture. You at all. wouldn't take that photo. I'm not taking it. If that they asked you to take it, you wouldn't take it? I'm not taking that. Are they paying me to take it? Yeah. No, it's a photo. Matt's yes. getting paid. <laughs> if I'm getting paid to take it, then I'll take it. Okay. If they asked you to take the photo of them, would you do it? <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Be the cameraman? Yeah. You do that? Okay. That's that's better. I feel like I could keep my pride. Taking the picture instead of being the one in the middle. <laughs> well, go check it out. Maybe we'll post it on uh, the Twitter at Jim and Matt. We'll see. We'll see what Colin comes up with. But that's a good Iron Jack poll question. Is Matt Hamilton a model? I don't I'll know what I would vote on that. What would you vote on that? No. He's got good hair. He does have good hair. You need, a good, you need good hair to be a model. Modeling. You, need, you need good hair to be a model. I think it depends on what kind of model. A head and shoulders, something like that. You know, a shampoo brand could use him. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he's not doing head and shoulders. He'll do even better if he has dandruff, too. <laughs> 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 don't they usually do good? I don't know. Yeah. Molly Brown, Chris Orr, and Colin Russo hanging mm. with you today on a Friday. Ooh. What? It's a Friday. Friday, doesn't uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer come out today? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what everybody's all jazzed about? Barbie and I, Oppenheimer. I heard that Barbie, I saw someone say Barbie isn't a kid's movie, so like, don't take your kids. No. They said don't take your kids? Yeah. To, to apparently, a Barbie movie. Yeah, apparently. Well, it's kind of like how Sausage Party really was a, a few years movie. ago. I don't think Sausage Party should be held in the same conversation as Barbie. <laughs> I think those are two very different movies. But they're both movies <laughs> that could potentially be seen for children, yeah, but true, yet true. they are not true. kids' movies. It's true. it's a polar opposite of, of movies. It's one about the the atomic bomb and like, you know, destruction yeah. and death and like a bio like three hours I think it is, and then Barbie. 
Which is apparently not a kids movie. Yeah, according apparently to it's not a kids movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know myself, but per sources on Twitter, per sources, <laughs> don't take your kids. Don't Barbie. take your kids. <laughs> Um, which one are you, okay, are you going to go see either of these? Do you even go see movies in the movie theater? Yeah, yeah, it depends. Like, the last movie I saw in the movie theater was, uh, Cocaine Bear. You saw that in theaters? I yeah, didn't I like that, that one. You didn't I like Cocaine Bear? Oh, I saw the first stupid. 20 minutes. It was what? stupid. I, I, I knew what to expect, too. It just wasn't even, it, I don't know. What? He knew what to expect. The, what do you mean? There was not enough bear, if that makes sense. Are you kidding me? There's yes, not enough there bear. Was. There's too much cocaine, not enough bear? No, no, there there's, no, there's not bear. enough cocaine or not enough bear. There's too much, like, people. There was plenty of cocaine and bear. I think it could have used a little more bear and a little more cocaine. I think the movie would have benefited if, like, the bear went to, like, a grocery store and, like, just wrecked havoc. Wait, wait, okay. But so I only saw the first. Happened, I only saw the first 20 minutes. Oh, and all that I movie. saw was just, like, people hiking in the woods. And then all of a sudden these little kids in, like, the 80s, I think, found, like, bags of cocaine or bricks. Yeah. Based whatever on a true story. Based on yeah. a true story. No, no, yeah, it's, not. Loosely. No, no, it's story. not. Loosely. This drug mule, like, playing... He he tried to throw some cocaine out because I think I'm guessing he's going to steal the cocaine from whoever he's delivering okay. this for. He threw some out of his plane, lands in a forest. A bear gets into it, and of course, like the hikers that you saw, some other people get into it. Uh, you can tell us the movie, but then the bear gets involved, and the bear goes crazy. Yeah, yeah the, the bear, bear goes, goes crazy, crazy with the cocaine. But, but then the bear funny, starts like mauling people. Yeah. I don't think that happened. I think the bear might have like. I don't know, maybe attack somebody, so but like... So when this, you say that you wanted more bear in this movie, did you want to see more humans getting mauled by a bear? Let's be honest. That's why we're, that's why we're there. That's we're, see, we're, we're there to see the bear There was go a nuts. lot of humans getting mauled by bears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you going to act like there wasn't a lot? It could have used a little bit more. I don't know. I, I don't know. I watched it recently. I watched it last week, actually, for the first time. And I was like, I don't know. I was oh, feeling man. It. I loved it. I thought I'm it was not- hilarious sometimes where you can find a bear, like, just being... Why was that Fried the movie? out of his mind, like laughing. Why was that the movie you went to go see in the theater? Because I just saw- thought that was interesting. You just saw it on like a trailer? Yeah, I saw a trailer. I see, I would not pay to go see that movie. Like, that's my thing. I watched the first 20 minutes. Like I said, I watched it on Peacock. Like, I'm already paying to get that subscription Uh, because I got to watch The Real Housewives. You know what I mean? But then I saw that that was on there. So I was like, ah, let's put this on. We'll watch it with the kids. But like, I only watched it for the first like 20 minutes. So beyond that, I don't know. I don't know. But I would not go pay movie theater prices to go watch Cocaine Bear. I mean, I think I went on like a Tuesday. I think I went on the Yeah, you're going on half price day, half price day, half price. Yeah, yeah. trust me, I'm not. Hey, I mean, Molly, you don't probably don't have much that. time anymore, but do you go to the theater ever? Oh, I was just talking about this earlier. That like, you know how like you think that there's going to be a bunch of things you're going to miss when you become a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Colin, you don't know that yet, I don't think. Uh, no, you guys got this. <laughs> but like the one thing that I do miss, and I'm glad that it, we went to the movies maybe a week before like mm-hmm. we ended up having our son but like that is the biggest thing that i miss since having a baby i can't just go to a movie yeah you, you can't know? just like get up and go yeah and it's yeah. not like i would go to movies all the time right. but it was like hey like i want to go out like mm-hmm. get some food i don't want to eat mm-hmm. at home oh there is a really good movie out let's go see it mm-hmm. i miss that yeah. i do so yeah. i can't wait until like i don't know i don't know when you go to a movie with a kid like i don't know when kids know to be quiet when like you're out in public watching a movie you know what yeah, i mean because i just yeah. picture like my son even though he's not even talking yet but like screaming i just not even screaming, screaming just like talking like oh, did you see that did you see that did oh, you see that yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, i'm picturing yeah. yeah so i definitely miss going to movies so i unfortunately yeah. will not be watching barbie or oppenheimer not in the theaters at least i want to see oppenheimer 
I like I like documentary type movies. Is it a documentary? I don't even I mean, know. It's, it's like a biopic. Based, yeah, I think is the word for yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. It's based on his life. I love biopic biopics. or biopic? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I, honestly, I, I thought you were so sure. I was like, is I that thought the it case? was biopic too. <laughs> I don't know who's like Maybe second guess Robert that. Oppenheimer, the guy who created the atomic bomb. Yeah. Oh. He was a scientist who was involved in like the Los Alamos testing and the Trinity testing before they. So there's uh, like some history in it. Correct. Yeah. World War II times, and it's like, apparently it's a little after World War II ended, before when they were creating it and the testing itself, it like jumps all around in terms of like his life. So would you guys go see back-to-back movies if you had all the time? Ooh, no. That's the, that's what people have been saying about these two yeah, ones. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. Oh, I, would, no. I know I have buddies who did it last night, and they said that it was not the right move. They really? said yeah. they did Oppenheimer first, and Oppenheimer's a very like grim, serious, and like you come out of there and you're like, wow. Yeah, and then you walk into Barbie, which is apparently not a kids movie, and then you go into Barbie, <laughs> and it's not a kid, but like it's, yeah. it's not the same. It kills yeah, the vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do it, and I'm a big movie fan. I love going to the theater. I'll see both of them in theater, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna go at the same time. Well, that's like five solid hours of just sitting there, yeah, I'm not doing watching that. the movie. And I don't know about you guys. When I go to the theater, like I get the popcorn. I get the well. At the current movie theaters, you get like the food and everything too, right? Uh-huh. You get the drink, but like I am stuffed. You don't sneak As I'm watching in? a movie. No, oh, I don't. No. I, I, I'm sneaking stuff in. I used to, like, because, well, okay, if I, like, bought, like, candy and stuff at the movies, mm-hmm. I would probably just go to, like, the cheap store, go buy, like, a yeah. dollar candy mm-hmm. instead of spending, like, six dollars mm-hmm. at the movie theater. But I don't even do that. When I go to the movies, I literally get, like, a salad or I get a big burger with some fries mm-hmm. and then a popcorn. You get a salad at the movies? I... Some of those movie theaters have really good salads. For real? Way. Yeah, like a barbecue chicken salad. Oh my, you don't even knock it until you try it, my You're friend. You're the first person in my entire life who I've never seen anybody <laughs> talk about it. I've never seen anybody <laughs> eat a salad in I, a movie theater. I think that's crazy. You have the dressing and everything. Like, yeah, and it's still li- like it's literally. I feel like you know that gives off such like a like a smell. You know, it's just like the the, the dressing. Oh, and a burger doesn't. That's yeah, fair. a burger definitely. Gives you off you know how? Oh, what was I gonna say? Dang it. Those I can't movie remember theaters where you can like, where there's like a little bed in there, I definitely eat in there. A bed? Yeah, a you bed? know what I'm talking about? What the you heck what are you about? talking about? A bed in a not movie a bed, theater? But the recliners? Like the reclining chairs? Like the big recliners, yeah. Yeah, like, like the not a bed. Like the, the, no, the, the leather ones, right? Where yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, those are nice. It's almost a That's bed. That's what like all the movie theaters are now. No, nah, no. When I was younger, I swear. Oh, they were crappy back then. Man, I used to dream of being a little older and going to a movie theater. Where I can just kick back and relax and get a burger, just like you're saying, because mm-hmm. my mom wouldn't let us buy that. I'm not a I'm not a food in the theater guy. What do you eat? I bring my water bottle, and that's what I have. You're such Lame. a nerd. You bring a water bottle? Well, I'm not paying for water at the movie theater. What if I get thirsty? I'll just sneak something in, though. Or, yeah, but like, what would I sneak in? Chips. But you're, you're going to the movie for like the experience. You're going go to for the, the mo- popcorn and the soda. I've been to the, I go to the movies a lot. I go to the movies a lot, and I don't, never get food. Never. Sometimes on a special occasion I would, but I never do. Do you sneak food in? Uh, when I was younger, yeah, sure. Not you don't anymore. do it anymore. You've no. you've grown out of that or something. No, I'm I'm I have an app. I have the for the AMC movie theaters. I have like a subscription thing. I get three free movies a week. With My the, goodness, with the, with the movie, and I, it's like twenty dollars a month. So you go to oh, that's tw- not too bad. You go twice in a month. You get your money's worth. How I didn't even know that how was much, a thing. How much do you spend at the movies? You spend over twenty dollars when you're at the movies. So like, if I'm there. I get three free movies a week. If I go twice a month, I get my money's worth. So that's what I do. That's pretty good. What's your go-to snack? I know that you're uh, cutting right now, right? Is that the term? No. No. No? You're not cutting? No. Oh, he talks about how he eats like 
chicken breast, <laughs> sweet no, potatoes, like a, and vegetables. Like, a, like he's eating his microgreens when he comes cutting, in. That's like a bodybuilder. That's, that's a bodybuilder. Oh, yeah. I am so sorry. Bulking and cutting isn't in a football player's <laughs> nah, yeah, diet. You don't do that. You just eat clean. Okay. You just eat clean. You and try train, to eat yeah. lean. And clean you and lean. Eat a good amount of protein. Okay. I but, would say typically everybody's doing that. Okay. So what? When you're just like maintaining, mm-hmm. what is your go-to? snacks when you go to the movie theater the because movies? you said that you sneak it in oh, what do you yeah. sneak in some mm. of those cookie dough bites if i'm trying to be healthy then i'm sneaking in like yeah first of all i'm not eating healthy at the movie so i'm sneaking in chips candy like some kit kat snickers i love snickers <laughs> that's my favorite candy bar snickers <laughs> snickers kit kats probably like some some chips. I love like sour cream and onion chips. Oh, my favorite. My favorite, bro. So They're amazing. Good. They're amazing. That's the best flavor. That's the best flavor. <laughs> sour cream and onion chips. And I probably have like some water with me for sure. Or if I'm really hungry, I'm sneaking in like a meal. Not something I cook. Sneaking what, you, what do you mean? Do Not you like something I cook, but like some meal. fast food. I'm bringing that in. How do you sneak that in? Put a hoodie on. Yeah, you got put a hoodie. It, put that in your hoodie pocket. I thought you say put it in your white yeah, purse. What, what? Yeah, or put it in a purse. Put it in a purse. Put it in your hoodie pocket. What are you going to do? Like search you? They're going to catch you down? What's the most amount of food you've ever snuck think. into a theater? Um, Like some McDonald's. I've snuck in like a couple McDoubles. A couple <laughs> double cheeseburgers for sure. That's the most though. Not fries A couple anything. double cheeseburgers no at once? Yeah. You oh, had yeah. multiple burgers? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you can only eat one double cheeseburger from McDonald's. That thing is decided. No, no, I agree. Home. But you said a, a couple McChickens and a couple. Oh no, no, burgers. not that's all a of lot of, That's a lot of food. <laughs> no, not all of those at once. So I'm probably sneaking in like three burgers. I'm more concerned McDonald's. that you just said that you're going to bring in three burgers, but no fries. Yeah, yeah. The fries are I'm the not best a big part. Fry, I'm not a big fry fan, to be honest. Fries don't get me. My brother loves fries, though. One of my brothers. <laughs> I could eat French fries every single day. Yeah, I'm not big. I'm not big on fries. I don't really care for fries. Nah. I'll eat like a... McDonald's fries are good, though. Yeah, but I'll eat like a couple of fries. But I'm not trying to... Like a large fry, I'm not eating all that. Oh, my God. I could eat a large fry every single no, day. No, I'm not eating all that. I'll probably get a small fry, and I probably won't even eat all that. That's, I don't like fries like that. That's I'm not madness. A fry fan. Do you know that there's actually just a study that came out that there's more fries in a small fry than a medium fry? Oh, yeah. Just like all the drinks, like, they're, so, like, all the same size or something Somebody like that. put resources into a study? Yeah. <laughs> I got I got to look into it. But, yeah, there is. I what just heard about it. I wonder what the, the process of that. Do you, you just, get, like, a bunch of got, mediums and a bunch of yeah. large, and you have one guy just I think counting? they actually weighed it. It was, like, the, oh, yeah, the small fries weighed, like, four ounces, while the medium fries weighed, like, three and 3.2 ounces or something. Oh, that makes sense. That's a lot of fries. That makes sense. I heard that uh, McDonald's uses, like, a special potato. They go after like a special potato. It's not just like regular. I, I've seen that too, and it that? was like there's a ton of like pesticides that they have to like let the potatoes sit for a while yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. decontaminate it. So or you're whatever. literally just like killing yourself as you're eating these McDonald's fries. Oh, yeah, sure. but people have been doing it for decades. So yeah. like, if people are still kicking and moving from 40 years ago, I think we're pretty good. You're right? just adjusted to them now. That's probably it. You're so you gotta build that callus up. <laughs> My- there's like, McDonald's all over the world, too, so it's like everybody's involved. That's true. Like, yeah, but it's yeah. different foods all over. Speaking of that, you ever seen the McDonald's uh, biopic? Biopic? <gasps> oh, with uh, the founder? Yeah, yeah with yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton, a good movie. Oh, crazy. Such a good movie. He's evil. Yeah. He's evil. He started the corporation. It's like, it's crazy. He's evil. Yeah. Well, that's pretty crazy, because what? They get like the McFlurry machines, kind of? Oh, man. So evil. He stole it. It's not. Yeah. You're not even McDonald's. 
You stole their name. I bet you that's how like a bunch of giant companies oh, sure. like that are though. Oh, for sure. Facebook. For sure. Facebook had the same deal. Stole it. Oh yeah, that yeah. was in a that was a social network. Have you yep, seen that one? That's a very good one. Great. You really like that. that one. You I haven't seen that? that? No, I haven't seen. It. Oh my gosh, it's Justin Timberlake. What's the dude's name that plays uh Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Oh, I don't know who that is. You would know him if you saw him. What is it? What else is he acting in? Uh, I only know actors by like their name. Superbad? Wasn't he in Superbad? Nope. Nope. That's a different guy. Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, he hasn't been in that. He's goofy. A, um, the Magician movie. Now you see me. He's in that. Have you seen those? Oh movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the main guy. Oh, okay, okay. I know mm-hmm. you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yeah, he he's, plays uh, uh, Zuckerberg in that movie. Oh, he's been in something else too. He's been. In or a he lot looks of a lot like somebody else. Yes, he does. He yeah. looks like the guy from Superbad. Michael Sarah. Yeah. Or Jonah Hill. Not no, Jonah. not Jonah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Uh, we well, need to see Oppenheimer. I what? need to go see that. Three no, hours though. Yeah, three hours is long. I'm going. I'm going on Sunday. Would you rather watch three hours of the Titanic or three hours of Oppenheimer? Oh, Oppenheimer. Titanic was four hours, right? Was it? Yeah. Oh, I'll never. I would go still see rather watch movie. four hours of Titanic than Oppenheimer. Why? I'd rather it's binge a, watch like, a, like an hour thing, like four, four episodes of a series that are mm-hmm. an hour each, than watch a four-hour movie i don't know why so so my thing with two with a three hour long movie that's long like i would have to go to the bathroom yeah for sure and at what point at what point yeah like you're just gonna have that constant feeling of like no no no, i'm literally gonna miss the biggest part i'm gonna miss the biggest part and then you can't even get up to go leave and then you're just sitting there uncomfortable there should be like a three minute pause right in the middle where everybody just like scrambles out of there. It's the gotta be longer than that. They should put that. it up on the screen and say, "This is your opportunity to use the restroom." They should For three minutes, and it's just Armageddon. Three minutes, and it's just countdown. Yeah, exactly. hey, it's Armageddon. <laughs> everybody gets out. up, and everybody's freaking out to get out there. No, I don't know oh, about that. Man. You might have to come up with a better idea than that. Yeah, I don't know. But I also, I don't know. I don't like going to movie theaters that much either. Why? I, I feel like they're dirty. They are dirty. dirty. I'm not gonna lie. Even after you know, how, like after COVID, how you're like, oh, like sweet, everything. Everybody knows how to like clean their desk. Everybody oh, knows no. how to clean up all this nah. stuff. And then it was like clean for a minute, and then it's like, oh yeah, mm, yeah. no, nope, that handle disgusting. hasn't been wiped for a while. Oh, people are disgusted. You go to the restroom, <laughs> and ah, oh, man, the amount of grown men who don't wash their hands, what is ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Even post COVID, it's ridiculous. And when do they have to go like a? I don't know how to phrase this question. Is it all the time? Yeah. It doesn't matter. (laughs) That is disgusting. You're talking about the movie at the movie theater? I'm just talking about in in general. general. In general. It's not great. It's not great. It's not good. It's not good. It's not great. It's not good. Oh man. Do you guys wash your hands? Yes. Don't lie. Yes. Don't lie. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You're like, who who doesn't? It takes five seconds. I don't touch the handles. No, it's supposed to take 20 seconds. Your five second is much better. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying, at least give me, like, bro, at least if you, at least go in there and wet your hands, bro. At least. That does nothing. I don't believe in that. But at at least do that. I would much rather you do that than just walk out. Put some soap on it. It's right there. It's already it wet. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Put some soap on it. We'll continue to talk about, oh, I don't know, man. washing hands, maybe get into some sports. We'll talk about that next. This oh. is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Sad, 
Hamilton rolling on. We're back. We are in for Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, model Matt Hamilton. <laughs> That's our Iron Jack poll question <laughs> up on at Jim and Matt. Is Matt Hamilton a model? I hope he sees it. Can we? T- I hope he sees did we it. tag Matt in this? I don't even know if we got it posted yet, but I just. I don't know. I hope that we tagged him so Matt sees it and he's just like But what if he sees offended. like a 95% to 5% no, he's not a model? That's pretty demoralizing if you're like... Well, then it might be kind of funny. You gotta have that confidence as a model though. Yeah. No, I guess I mean, you're right. I don't know. He's, get, he's gonna take Maybe it Maybe this is like, a, like we're dropping a bomb on and he's like, oh no, like I didn't realize that I didn't have it. Was that an Oppenheimer joke? <laughs> 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 I don't know if he had it. Maybe he didn't, didn't know that he doesn't have it. No, even Matt, if he saw that it was like 95 to 5, he'd be like, at least 5% of people think that I'm a model. Yeah, like, yeah. he would just have that attitude. Yeah, he'd spin it. Um, but I do want to get into a little bit of Badgers talk because we are here with Chris Orr, former Badger. Still, uh, still a Badger, the way that you still love the team, love the school. Always a Badger. Um, but we, never ca- changes. we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday. But mm-hmm. um, last week on Friday, Chimray DK appeared mm-hmm. with Rutledge and Hamilton where he kind of talked about this upcoming season and all the changes with Fickle and all that good stuff. So I want to hear what he had to say that he thinks is different about this team this year versus last year. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing that kind of sticks out is the tempo. Uh, if you know, if I don't know if you have seen any practices or anything like that, but uh, the tempo that we go at is, uh, I think, up there with anybody in the country. And right. um, I think it's something that can really put pressure on defenses and, uh, you know, make it tough and make it so they have to play our game. What do you think about this, Chris? Well, I mean, that's true. Like, tempo does put pressure on our defense, but he's also – the tempo is also going to put pressure on our own defense. And I don't think people realize that. Uh, people strictly focus on offense and uh, points and don't realize that you have to stop people. Mm-hmm. as well in order to win a game. So you're talking about the offense moving too fast in a sense and yeah, the defense so, can't really get settled in? Yep. So when you're a, when you're an up-tempo offense and let's say you go out there and you get a three and out, which will be what you're going to take probably 20, 30 seconds off of the clock. Mm-hmm. So your defense is back out there. Um, even, if, even if they get a three and out, you're right back up. Let's say even if you score in one play, there's your defense is going to play so many more snaps that – I don't know. I wonder if our defense is going to be what we've been used to the last few years because, you know, what we've honestly, in all honesty, we've been a defensive school. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had a top five defense in the country for years now. Um, and that defense is going to take a hit. Any defense does whenever you switch to up tempo offense. I'm also going to be eager to see, like, you know, how our current guys, like, transition to that because. You're you're going from the polar opposite, so it's going to be completely different. It's going to be more taxing on our receivers' bodies. Like it's going to be more taxing on your backs' bodies. Um, me personally, I don't know. As long as our skill players threaten in the in the pass game, then the run game will open up. But if if our pass game is not getting going, then it's really easy to stop a a run game in eleven personnel, ten personnel, whatever the case is. But you know, Phil Longo does a he did a great job at North Carolina. I remember watching their uh, bowl game. Last year, oh, I forget who they were playing, and I was excited. I was like, "Man, that dude's!" I was like, "I like their offense." Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it was more of a testament to the quarterback that they had because you know this is still a player's game, or if it's necessarily him. But you no, know, goes hand in hand. But yeah, the tempo is gonna it's gonna hurt other defenses, but it's gonna hurt our defense as well. And I think people need to know that. How do you think that this defense is gonna look different, like not being under Jim Leonard? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. That's gonna that's gonna be weird. It's gonna be different. Um, like, is it easy for a new defensive coordinator just to like come in and? I, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that those guys were around last right. year towards the end of the year, and like Luke Fickle, he was obviously like at the bowl game and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But like, how easy is it for these guys that have been playing under somebody like right. Jim Leonard yeah. to just flip a switch, be like, okay, cool, like I'm playing for yeah. this guy? Well, it's it's easy to play for another coach. Excuse me. I think what the tough what the tough part is going to be is uh, so I played under three different defensive coordinators when I was at Wisconsin as well, and. The thing that I tip my hat to all of them on is that when they came in, they learned our system that we already had in and, you know, tried to keep some of the same terminology so it was a smooth transition. Even though at the core it was pretty much the same scheme and everybody had their own little twist and how they call plays or the name of certain plays, I think it's all a question on if Coach Tressel is doing that. If he's coming in and he learned the system that we already had in place, and it's just tweaking it a little bit, then it'll be an easy, smooth transition. Um, obviously, you're going to struggle initially. Mm-hmm. Not Well, I don't want to say struggle, but you're going to have your hiccups, your bumps in the road or whatever, just because everybody's learning a new scheme. Uh, you're playing a different way. So I don't know. I think it all depends on how Coach Tressel decided to come in. And, you know, is he is he using the same terminology? Is, is the transition smooth? So, you know, defense, all you want to do is play fast. You don't want a lot of thinking out there. You want everything to be second nature. So you can literally just go make the plays that are presented. And you can go steal some plays as well. So I think it all depends on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And uh, I want to get to what Jim Ray also kind of predicted mm-hmm. for the Badgers for their mm-hmm. season. Because you've heard a little bit, but I don't think you've heard exactly what he said. Uh-oh. With how many wins that he believes that the Badgers will have. But we'll talk about that next. Okay. But I do like getting into the mind of you as a defensive guy and just like let's do it because, like you said, I think that I think that people think that the offense and defense is totally separate. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that you're describing it is that no, they are yeah fully together. It is a unit, yes. even though you're on two different sides of the ball. Yes, they go hand in hand. At the end of the day, your only goal as a football team. Uh, going into a football game is to win. Now, the way we did it, you know, when I was a player was, you know, we control the ball on offense. We run the ball. We want to finish each drive with points. If we can't finish with points, we want to flip field position, which means that, you know, say we get stopped at our own 35 or whatever. We want to punt the ball, maybe stop them, get a fair catch or whatever at their own 30. Our defense is playing, and you're forcing them to go a long ways. You got to force them to go 70 yards in order to score or like at least another 40 to get some field goal points. And, you know, it's just more, it's just more advantageous for your defense. Um, but that's, that was like the machine that we had. When you switch to uh, up-tempo style offense, you're going to see more shootouts. So, like, before, like, I've we've won games, like, from a defensive stop just at the end of the game. Or uh, I remember, man, my freshman year, we lost a game 10-6. to 6. You know, and that was just a, a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. And um, now you're going to see, you're going to see, like, wins, like, 35-28 to 28 or, like, 31-35, which is, like, it's – it's a, it's a win and it's a win, but like it's going to look completely different. I was going to say, is that exciting? Because like I think for the fan, that is exciting because mm-hmm. you're seeing the points, you're seeing the mm-hmm. awesome touchdowns, you're seeing everything like that. Yeah. But then as a defensive guy, you're like, oh my god, this game is trash. There, yeah. There's more opportunities for the opposing offense to get on the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're moving faster. Yes. For sure, we have a lot more less slower drives. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's more opportunities for the defense to slip up. They yep. have to be sharper. They have to be on their keys a lot faster, yep. and they have to be able to play. 
to an endurance level that's they're not used yep. to. Typically, when you when you're in a pro style offense, your defense is probably going to play on average somewhere between like sixty to like seventy something plays. Mm-hmm. When you're in an up tempo offense, they're going to average seventy to eighty something, maybe even more, maybe even like ninety or something like that. There's a possibility of that, especially if you're playing another up tempo team. So like, that's that's taxing. Like sometimes it's like man, like. You're playing a lot of quarters or cover one or whatever the case is, and people are mad at this corner for not making this stop. But what people don't realize is, you know, first is an up-tempo offense. They can bring in a different receiver every time. He just runs a go route, runs off to the sideline. They run another receiver in, and then, boom, another go route, mm-hmm. run off to the sideline. They got another speedster coming in. They're exhausted. And another, Yeah, like he literally can't, yeah. he can't stop that. Now, obviously, you could change your – you know, you're going to change the coverage up to help alleviate some of that pressure but it's it's going to look completely different i don't know if people necessarily understand that i don't think i even don't even know if people might have thought that like oh if coach leonard stays then we'll still keep this this defensive thing rolling like no there's a give and take it would have changed yes every everything works together every phase of football team works together in order to get a win it just looks different now do you think that even just i mean and you're around the program every day right Mm -hmm. like you're at camp randall working out all the time but like do you think that even just their style of training and conditioning has changed? Oh yeah, it has to. It has to because you have to get you have to get ready. You have to right. get your body ready for that. It's a different stress now. So like, like when I was playing, our training was more like um, I would say more methodical. You know, you're trying to put on more weight. You're trying to be as strong as possible, and you're still Bulking. always doing that. <laughs> Not cutting. <laughs> you're still you're still always doing that. Yeah. And like everybody lifts and runs and all of that. You're just doing it in a different way. Different mechanisms to get different results. Now you're just getting your body instead of getting ready for a physical pounding for sixty plus plays a game, now you're getting your body ready to run for sixty plus plays a game. But the hard part about that defensively is like at least I know other teams even struggled with this when they were playing us, was like, okay, for a majority of your schedule you're playing other offenses that might be like you but when we play against like Iowa that's not that's not going to look anything like mm-hmm. the offense that we practice against now granted our guys will still be accustomed to that because you know they've been in the program they've been seeing a pro style offense for however many years and however many weeks that they've been here but like Iowa even playing like Minnesota that is a pro style offense it just looks a little different it's just from the gun mm-hmm. and I know like Ohio State under Urban Meyer a lot of people would see like a a, a big long touchdown pass but like people don't know that that was a run first oriented team so like football is the same like people people think that oh just because you're going under center that oh this is going to be such a slow like weird offense like no man you just you're just putting a body in a different position to try to manipulate the defense to get the amount of numbers in the box or whatever front that you might be advantageous for your offense mm-hmm. and now we're just doing it from the gun and yeah, it's it's going to look more like a – put it like this. Our scores will probably look more like uh, basketball games. Like, it'll look more Ooh. like a – College basketball yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, like college, <laughs> yeah, college basketball. Not yeah. Wisconsin. College basketball. <laughs> if we put up 100 points in a game, hey, that would be – that's worth be crazy. It. that might be a problem <laughs> that'd be crazy i'm not gonna lie sorry defense <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be crazy your defense is gonna pass out but um yeah like it's just that <sighs> well shimmery had a good way of putting it he said teams are gonna have to play our game mm-hmm. and when they're playing tempo the teams that are accustomed to playing slower i think what we're gonna go for is mm-hmm. speed them up 
Yeah. You know, get them out of their rhythm, their tempo, and yeah. play to the speed that this new Wisconsin coaching yeah. staff wants to go at. Yeah. Yeah. There's just there's just such a give and take to that because like, you know, even when we were sort of the philosophy when when even when I was playing at Wisconsin was uh, up tempo these guys like they're so used to playing in the pro style offense and it's like yeah tempo is good but all we gotta do is get you to a three and out and you probably haven't moved the ball at all because mm-hmm. a lot of you like oh you try to get an extension of the run you might be doing an RPO and like yeah the RPO is open but if you miss a little high on your throw or whatever like if I, if a defensive lineman gets his hand up just so happens to know it's coming like now you just got a second and ten. You just got nothing on first down. You didn't help at all. Now a second and ten. Let's say you get a three-yard run or whatever. Now it's third and seven. So now it doesn't look good. It changes the whole drive. It yeah. changes the whole drive. It changes the entire drive. So now we just got off the field, and we just got 30 seconds. And, like, we used to love that because we're like, okay, we're going to get out there, and JT's going to run, and let's say he gets six yards on first mm-hmm. down. Now second and four. Even if we get an incomplete pass, it's third and four, which is better for our offense. First down changes every drive. Exactly. You know, coming out exactly. strong, that, that's what hurt us a lot last year. You mm-hmm. know, we would have these mm-hmm. empty runs and 11 personnel, yep. like you were saying, mm-hmm. and we would run into eight, nine-man boxes. Mm-hmm. Get all of a sudden it's second and eleven, yep. second and nine changes the whole meth- yep. methodical kind of process mm-hmm. of your drive. Yep, but it's going it's going to be exciting. I just I feel like uh, whenever you run an up tempo offense, though, there's a dynamic that you need to have, and I think that's a athletic quarterback. Like you need mm-hmm. you need not necessarily somebody that's a elite runner. But you need somebody who can get out of trouble, who can maybe pick up. Extend the play. Yeah, or, or just threaten the defense a little bit. Like if we run in zone read, if I'm playing against an offense and they're running zone read and I'm not scared of your quarterback at all, I'm going to consi- consistently give him a pull read mm-hmm. to force him to pull the ball. And we're saying that we'd rather him run the ball than the back, which people will probably try to do anyway because they don't want Braylon running right. the ball. You know what I mean? So like people are going to try to do that anyway. But if you have a quarterback that can threaten us enough of – even if it's saying, like, I'm going to get six yards a pop if you give it to me, then that, that'll that help so much more than people think. Like, even under the pro-style offense, you know, back in the day with Russell Wilson, the reason we were so good was because third and seven, nothing's open, he could go get the first. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we were able to put up so many points, and that's the difference, to be honest. If I'm being completely honest, that's the real difference. So it'll be exciting, but it will look different. People yeah. need to People need to be accustomed to seeing, like, 35, 28 instead of, like, 21-14, 21-17, whatever the case mm-hmm. is, or even like a 42-35, to 35, which like can sound like a exciting game if you're only caring about points. Right. But like that's the trend that people want football to go in, which like isn't necessarily the best. I don't know why people think that's like good ball. But I'm like, this is not good football. It's, it's mm-hmm. what the SEC does, though, and that's what people like. You know? Yeah, but that's like it's not good football. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm being completely honest with yeah. you, a forty-two. It's, it's, a line, it's a linebacker. Yeah, you're yeah. a linebacker. A 42, that you want the defensive yep. game. No, but just period, period. A forty-two to thirty-eight game means neither one of you are playing good defense. Like neither one of you right. are. And like even the thought of like you know when people say like oh let them score like we can get the ball back and we can try to score really quick like are you kidding? Like I hate that. Well, process. what game was that? That was TCU, and who were they playing? Where the TCU quarterback was just constantly just. Crushing the team. It was it was last a bowl year? game. Yes. Bowl game. You're talking about last year's TCU? Yes. They got killed by Georgia in the final. No, no, no. no. But the game before that. Oh, Michigan. Michigan. Yes. Michigan. Do you yeah. remember that game? Duggan was yeah. great. Where it was just that. back to back yeah, to back to back. It was yeah. ridiculous. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. But we'll mm-hmm. continue to hear from Chimray DK next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. 
You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Kabooming Cash, Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison, <laughs> where the winners play on Saturday, July 29th from 2 to 5. Four winners every half hour can win between $500 and $3,000 cash by playing their puck drop game. Mm. That's crazy. I, You know, I actually just drove by their billboard this morning. $76 million given away total this year so far and we're only in july are we a little bit over halfway through the year it's a lot of money Mm. sheesh last time that i went there too i keep needing to go there but now that i have a baby it's a little bit hard a little bit harder a little bit hard he can't he's not old enough to go to the casino yet i feel kind of (laughs) a couple years couple years but last time i was there somebody (laughs) literally somebody literally won like nine thousand dollars as i was standing next to him i'm like this is crazy what was your plan What? what 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 were you playing I wasn't playing. I didn't win nine thousand dollars. The guy in front of me did. Oh. No, that's got to be quite. I a need feeling. to though. That's got to be. Quite can a you feeling. imagine? Like, ooh, the rush, man! Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Then he just went and lost it all. <laughs> he didn't leave. We're hot. <laughs> like, I'll <laughs> lose it the next game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hojun Gaming Madison, uh, you can earn entries for the Kabooming ga- Cash uh, bet- until July 29th. You get one free entry, earn one additional entry for every 50 points earned on your rewards club card. And guys, my time management is just as bad as Mike McCarthy. So we are going to take a break and we will get to the rest of Chimray DK next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Rutledge and Hamilton rolling on. Molly Brown and Chris Orr with you today. Colin Russo behind the glass. And I love that we finally got into football talk, because I feel like yesterday we had like no football talk. Yeah, we didn't talk football. Maybe a tinge. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. We talked a little bit about running backs. Yeah, we did. Did you hear about Melvin Gordon? Yeah, Melvin going to Baltimore, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out, Zach. Running Gore, backs man. getting signed. Love to running see backs it. getting signed, man. They're getting signed. There you go. It's coming. The only one that's going to get paid though is JT. Little by little. I think he's the only one that's going to get paid. We'll see. Well, he's probably the biggest person on the yeah, Indianapolis Colts, the, and they got a rookie quarterback. They yeah, he's got he the, should they get got paid. Spend. Yeah. If he you doesn't get be, paid, there's a you problem. You gotta be one or two things. You either gotta be a workhorse like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. or you gotta be like Christian McCaffrey or like Aaron Jones, where you can be you're a viable option in the receiving game. Like we could basically put you at slot. Yeah. And you could beat some like sure. safeties or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh so we heard a little bit from Tim Ray DK <clears throat> earlier. Mm-hmm. Um loved hearing all your insight on that. But yeah. he had another Little clip with Relish and Hamilton last week when Uh-oh. they were out at Hometown Pharmacy representing Iron Jock. Oh, Tim. Where he had this kind of, uh, what do we call it, a prediction for this season. Let's hear it. We're both super excited about the Badger season, <laughs> and you don't have to make like win predictions, but Matt's got you at 11 this year. Like he's Including got, the Big Ten Championship game and the bowl game. Yeah, like he's just got you 11 out of the 14 games he thinks you guys are going to play, 11. Like, are you guys having that level, level of excitement as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little low, but... Um, nice! You know, I expect to you know, go out and win every game. Um, right. You know, the way Coach Fickle and 
uh, the rest of the staff prepares. You know, that's what we're, we're ready for. We don't take the rest of the Big Ten for granted. We know, um, you know, it's going to take a lot, and, you know, we have to be prepared every single week. But, you know, I have a lot of confidence in my guys. Chris, you're making faces. You're nodding. You're shocked. What's going through your mind when you hear that many games? I mean, it just it's means it means that he has a lot of confidence, which is good to hear. You okay. know, but everybody has confidence right now. I just, I just hope he realizes how many wins eleven are. Like that's hard. It's hard to win. It's hard to win any football game. It's hard to win the Big Ten, especially. But I love the confidence. I mean, that just means that they're feeling good. That how means mu- they're feeling good heading into the season. True, but how much confidence is too much? Like to the yeah. point where it's like. Hey, you can't just yeah. rely on thinking that you're actually that good. You got to be that good. Yeah, yeah. You got to go out. At the end of the day, you got to go out and do it. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I was. It's tough to make, like, predictions preseason. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd, you, we'd probably have a better understanding of who this team's going to be, probably not until, like, week four, if I'm being completely honest. Because they're going to have to – everything is new. You know, you got new players, all of that. You've never seen – there's some of these guys that they're that the guys that have been playing, like Jim, um, he's never seen uh, Mordecai, like, playing an actual game. Um, even Mordecai, like, playing in the Big Ten for the first time. Like, it's going to be different. Even um, Coach Fickle – well, no, nah, he was a head coach before in the Big Ten. But, you know, just, just coming gonna back to it. It's going to be an adjustment, for sure. it's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be an adjustment for sure. So, like, I don't know. But that just means that – that means he's confident, which is good. Confidence is good for all the fans out there. Confidence is really good. But uh, you don't want to have blind confidence. You don't want to – I hope that doesn't mean that he's, like, glancing over, like, the schedule. I think it's a little early for that. But yeah. like you said, everything's new, and I think yeah. that's reason for excitement. Yes. And yes. a guy like Shimmer Adike, you know, a guy has been involved in a passing game that has been stagnant for three years. Mm-hmm. He's excited to get a guy who knows – an offensive coordinator in Phil Longo who mm-hmm. knows how to utilize the passing game mm-hmm. and to get these guys moving out in space. Mm-hmm. And he's got a quarterback who has proven success at a college football level. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be eager to see this offense uh, in, like, November. November mm-hmm. and like late October. Cold. Yeah. yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I want to see. It's not North Carolina, Phil Longo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are, those are the games where, like, man, like. It's cold and wet. Yeah. And uh, everybody's battered yep. and broken down. Mm-hmm. Those are the games where, like, are uh, like the pro style offense where it like comes alive. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's, those are usually the games where you would see like Braylon, JT, Melvin got his 400 yard rushing game. Like, those are the games when when you need to run the ball. And it's like, <sighs> but to that point, I like that because what has happened in the last two years with Braylon? He gets really battered by the end of the year. Oh, and, yeah. And he wasn't ready for the Minnesota game last year. He wasn't yet ready the year before that. Now, you pass the ball a little bit more. It's less wear and tear on him, not only as a running back and as a pro prospect, mm-hmm. but for his importance to the team. He's right. going to be more available mm-hmm. because him and Malusi are going to be – they're going to have less They're gonna have mm-hmm. less mileage throughout the, throughout the end of the year. I think that's very a good true. thing. Very true, very true. But at the same time, it's like – I think we're still going to run the ball. Like, I think they're still going to get all of those touches because let's say you get up by 14-21 and you're in an up-tempo offense and it's early in the game, you're going to start running it a little bit. See, you're going to start running it to help out your defense. Even if we're blowing people out, like, you're still going to get those touches. Yeah, those but touches not to the, he's not going to be running into nine-person boxes where True. nine Chris Ors are waiting for him at the line <laughs> of scrimmage. True. Like, that sounds I, horrendous. Yeah, unless, hey, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you will load that box if if he's hurting them in the run game and people feel like, man, we can cover these receivers, that box is still going to be pretty loaded. 
I think the receivers are going to be a lot, a lot, a lot better. We have a lot of depth at receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, we're bringing back everybody. Sky Bell's coming back, mm-hmm. and you're bringing the kid from Oklahoma State. You brought in the kid from mm-hmm. Will Pauling from Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. you brought in C.J. Williams from USC. Mm-hmm. Bring back Shim- uh, Shimray on top of that. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of options at quarterback, receiver. And running back too. True. It's very dangerous for an offensive. True, offense. true. Very I just think, true. like you said, though, it's going to be very difficult to just flip that switch again. Flipping yeah. the switch from being a run-heavy team mm-hmm. to actually throwing the ball. Yeah. I just, yeah. my expectations for the Badgers this season are just not, not high. I'm, I'm excited. How? Ex- I don't understand. Why are you not happy? Well, we'll, not run, we'll run through the schedule next. And honestly, I haven't even thought about like a number in my head of ten wins, eleven wins, mm-hmm. whatever it you is. Have I haven't it out thought loud. of a number. You're yeah. Hear it out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to like hear it. I want to feel it. Yeah. All that stuff. But I'm curious, like. For the players that are in the locker room, for the coaches, mm-hmm. do you go into each and every game thinking you're going to win? Or, like, do you think last year when the Badgers were going up against Ohio State, like, come on. You should. Like, I mean, honestly, you like, should go into every one. You should but go into you? every game. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a player, as a coach, you should be going into every game feeling like you're going to win this game. Like, you should feel, as a coach, you should feel that confident in your game plan. Mm-hmm. As a player, you should feel that confident in the game plan that the coach has presented to you and your skill as a player yourself. And, like, you know, things happen in the game that, you know, change that. You got to be able to weather the storm. Like, that's the, that's the, that's the real issue is, like, when, when you have a game plan and then things don't necessarily go as planned, then that's where, like, leadership and – all of those things show. It's like, okay, who are we now that we thought we were going to come into this game and maybe at halftime we're expecting to be up by a couple of possessions, but now we go into halftime and we're down by 14. We're down by 20. It's adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what are you going to do now? Like who are you now? That's that's the beautiful thing about football. It's like, yeah, you know, just like the same old saying, like everybody has a plan so they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you a person that swings back? Or do you curl up? Do you counterpunch or do you curl up? And that's that's something that you just won't know until you're in that position. So I, like, I think we had a problem with that last year, too. I think if we got punched in the mouth last year, I think absolutely. we had a tendency mm-hmm. to curl up and wait. For sure. And now new coaching, new regimen, new players at the top of the positions. You've got a lot more depth everywhere. They're but probably th- pissed off after last year having a six-loss season. They you should, should be. be. They better be. I'm yeah. pissed. Mm-hmm. But they we were also be. just talking before that – we talked about this off the air, mm-hmm. but like we don't know how crazy people's expectations should be because yeah. it's not like they got an entire brand new roster because yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They yeah, brought in know, some new coaches. They brought in, yes, some new guys, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Offensively, for sure, a lot of new faces. Yeah, t- typically there's not a big like swing in like mm-hmm. one year. It's really hard to pull that off. And like if you do, like hats off to you, but like it's really hard to do that. Like, man, even – um. Man, even the year before, like, I got here, Coach Anderson, so, like, Gary Anderson was the coach that even initially recruited me, and, you know, he still went to the Big Ten Championship, still won the Big Ten West, and then the following year, we had a 10-win season, but it's like, mm-hmm. we, you were already there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, that's not a big turnaround. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's tough to do. So, like, I mean, but at the same time, going 7-6 and six out of, what, 13 games, you – you win 10, you go 10 and 3. Like, those are three games that you probably swung. Like, the Washington State game, you probably shouldn't have lost. Michigan State game, you shouldn't have lost. Like, Minnesota game, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have lost. Like, you're sw- you're, those are three games that you swing. And it's like, I don't know if that's necessarily like a giant flip because even in those games, like, you lost by one possession. 
No, I yeah. mean, so it's like, I don't know. It's it's like, I think what a big swing would be is like 12-0 and 0 winning the Big Ten championship and like being in the playoffs. Then you'll be like, oh, yeah. okay, wow, like this is a big swing. But like to me, uh, 10 wins, 11 wins, like you win the West, even if you go to the Big Ten championship, let's say even if you, you know, God forbid, say you lose, you lose, like I don't know what, what is the swing then? Like, like what's the swing then? You're getting exactly what Paul Chris was getting in years prior. Exactly. You're not like that's not a big flip. I think you need like two or three years to actually see the difference. Like to see what this team is under Luke Fickle, especially with his recruits coming in. You know, at that point it'll be all of his guys, like you no, know, it'll yeah. that's that's what it'll be. Like I think that you know, even when when I was with Coach Chris, like from 15 I'm hired my 15 16 years weren't really all like his guys you know what I mean probably by the time we got to 17 it was probably like a 75 25 of his guys versus people that were already there mm-hmm. like so it's going to take some time for I hope people just at the same time I hope people aren't saying like oh like rather you have success or rather a uh, year similar to last year that they uh put it all on fickle shoulders or whatever the case is but yeah, it's going, to, it's going to take a couple of years to truly see like who we are under Coach Fickle and the new staff, to mm-hmm. be honest. Well, we will make mm-hmm. our predictions Uh-oh. for the Badger season coming up next when we play a little bit of Tinder time. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Uh-oh.